The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. prophetic nature of our lady's messages is for the present, not for the future. You know about the secrets because she wants you to be shaken up to realize, get awake, look at the signs, and act accordingly. That was a friend of Medjugorje from September the 22nd, 2011. Welcome to Medjugorje. This broadcast is about a year and a half after a friend of Medjugorje released the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen. There is a lot of philosophy in this broadcast. In this short amount of time, A Friend of Medjugorje covers a lot of ground, and you'll probably want to listen to it more than once, just to be able to catch everything that he's saying. But the purpose of him giving you all of the philosophy that he gives you in the first several minutes is to tell you how you take that and actually do something with that way of thinking. So here is A Friend of Medjugorje, September the 22nd, 2011. I was flying back yesterday from being out of the country for just a day or so, and on the way back, someone behind us, a husband and wife with the guy across the aisle was speaking about what they were going to do in the future and what they were building, and he was making movies, and it just went on and on and on about this and making money and all the things that they had planned with their future like there's no tomorrow. 
compared to what we see as far as the signs of the times. And you just sit there and know and having the insight of Our Lady and what she shows us. And you think, it's just like the days of Noah. They were eating and they were drinking and they are marrying right up to the time of the flood. And people don't understand the economy today. They don't understand the signs. They don't realize what's taking place. And really, they're asleep. They're asleep to God because it's easy to find. God gives us the signs that's there. One of them is that all wealth comes from human labor. Nature's abundant and gives the wealth. Man labors to retrieve whatever nature possesses. If you had choices of your employees, and if you made nature your employer, the payback is fantastic. You can go out to nature without any money that you can labor with nature. It'll pay you food, shelter, and all kinds of items necessary for your life. To handle even intricate things in life. Man with his labor can produce so much more than he can even use. You grow a little garden, and it's incredible the amount that comes back to you. For example, you can take and store firewood for the winter. Yet what does nature give you back for this labor? Just firewood? you got to remember in this, nature is abundant. There's things hidden in nature. It's a miracle. Photosynthesis is a process that chlorophyll absorbs the sunlight, turns it into nutrients, feeds back the tree. It's done by the process of sunlight. Everything on earth depends on the sunlight. And so this wood that is made from sunlight, which is its energy source, not the soil. Soil only gives it the structure to anchor itself into the ground. What grows a tree is sunlight to the process of photosynthesis. So for labor, for firewood, man, does he only get just wood? Nature stored up in a tree, say 100 years old, would be 1911. All that sunlight stored there. Each day through World War I, World War II, for 100 years, nature worked for you and for the penance that you just give in a few hours worth of labor to split the wood or to gather it. So what took nature 100 years, you can put a few hours into it, and you're talking about fantastic payback? But that's not all nature pays you with. When you go to burn the wood, a real miracle takes place. It's right in front of you. The stored energy from the sun, each log releases this energy that came from the sun. Each log is the fire of the sun, transferred and stored into the wood, stored for man to be used when his labor begets it in the beginning, just like you store something in the freezer. It's genius. So you don't just have to labor for firewood as a payment. Nature gets far more abundantly than you could ever imagine. A seed in anything you can put into it. We have a field near here that we cut down some of the trees because we wanted to put a garden there past spring. So we cut it down last year. There were several big trees on it. We'd saved them when we semi-cleared it a couple of years ago. And my background's in trees and studied that. I was a professional tree surgeon, had license to do this. Studied on my own. I didn't go to college for it. You don't have to. Just take the test and do it. But one thing we found was very, very incredible. When we cut down all the major trees in there on this whole field, which used to be a cotton field. People used to have cabins out here. They all abandoned that. But the tree count on the rings dated to 1929. All those little seedlings began to grow in 1929. What does that tell you? I was astounded. The Great Depression. What did people do? They abandoned the fields. They left it for industrialization. They went for the cities. They looked to see where they could find work. Prophecy 
is not given to us to unveil the future. Prophecy is given to man in the present that he may make decisions for his future, thereby altering it. Otherwise, why would God give prophecy? All the prophets for Jesus Christ, all that was in preparation for his coming. They wouldn't go live there 300 years later when the prophet foretold it 300 years before that. Our Lady's not coming to tell us and give us signs and make us see things. First to change later is to change now. So the value of prophecy is in the present, that you can see what's coming and thereby make decisions in the present accordingly. So when you work, just like the sun, stored in a wood, your labor is something of value. And there's decisions to be made today about what you do, how you labor, what you're laboring for. This is what we do with the dollar as far as storing value. The dollar itself is not worth anything. It's a note of your labor. You work this week, you receive a note, which like the sunlight in the woods, stores your labor. When you want to release that labor in exchange for something else that somebody else has done or labored for you, transfer the dollar values release just like the wood releases when it's burned, transferring nature's sunlight, what it stored up for years. And so what you save in your dollars, you're storing your labor. The dollar has no value. But also a man wants to make sure, just like the wood, all that sunlight stored, that his labor stored. But the dollar is not like the wood, simply because it has no intrinsic value. There's no value in the dollar bill in and of itself. When it's unbacked by precious metals, there's no worth to it. Your labor stored in this can be eaten away by inflation, taken, Lost. But just like in 1929, when everybody abandoned the field, the signs are showing us today that people are thinking and they're waking up and they want to go back to the fields. Because they're saying only wealth can be created by human labor. And wealth can be extracted only really from nature. You say, what about synthetics? We make this. Where did synthetics come from? You say, okay, well, I want oil in my car today exchanged and one hour instant oil changer, which turns into an hour nowadays, says, well, what do you want? You want synthetic oil or you want regular oil? Where the synthetic comes? It still comes from byproduct of petroleum. Nothing is not from nature. You don't make it from thin air. And you can't even say that because air, even air is something. So wealth is extracted by labor, and this is what we've forgotten. So just as in 1929, this field here shows a sign prophetically to now, to us, it spoke from the past, when we went back and looked at that, that this field was abandoned in 1929. It's an incredible thing. And because people were looking forward to that, they were following the God of industrialization. Not to say everything about industrialization is bad. It's only bad when it becomes a God, which it did and it has. Just like electronics. It's God. God's not against the mechanical. He puts the physics there for us to use. And so lady says the West has made great civilization progress, but as if they're their own creators, Science is good because God is science. But science without God is not of God. Money is okay, it's good. But the love of money is not. So we love the industrialization. Look what the human man has done. Humanism, we extract God from it and extract nature. When nature is a good employer, you're the employee. And when you do that without God... Nature's boss is God, and it eternal him. 
And we're starting to see these signs of the times. We're seeing these things that speak to us of the future. It's telling us what to do in the present. So what will you do? As man becomes more fearful of working for the dollar, working for his labor, to be stored in this dollar, what will he do in the future? What is his decisions in the present? Look for something that has intrinsic value. If you work, if I work, if your friends work for something, and they get something stored in that, the next day, the next day, and you go for 500 days storing your labor, what do you want to store it in? Dollars or silver? You see the genius of what God's done? You see those who lived everything biblically, like our forefathers who wrote in the Constitution that the money that will be used by the United States Constitution is only gold and silver, and that we lie against that? We try to make something humanism. We run to the love of the industrial age, not using the industrial age. And so man's fallen into a trap. He's become God, and he's gotten darkened and more darkened and more darkened. Why? Romans 1, verses 18, 32, tells you why. Read it. God abandons man, turning him over to himself. At the same time, the glory of God comes to us every day. And in the last message, or Mary Ott's message, the only glory of God will remain. And in a lot of part of that message, our lady says, I will remain with you. She is God's glory. God's glory is manifested in nature. Working in harmony with nature. I was just in Ecuador. Some people were here in March. And all they did was rave about Alabama. It's so incredible. They were here in the event, the peace, what they felt. They were telling others who were having dinner together. They couldn't believe it. They all said, we, we've got to go to Alabama. But we work in, in league with nature. It is our employer. It gives forth what we give as labor for. And it pays us not just 10 to 1, 51, 100 fold. One seed grows one plant that gives you 100 seeds and then gives you the fruit besides that. So it gives you, you seed for the next year. It gives you the fruit from it, be it tomatoes, peaches, whatever it may be. It's abundant. And this is what God ordained in Genesis with man. By the sweat of your brow, you should eat. And again, the scenario comes up, but I don't want to do that. But then don't do that. But transfer what your labor is as a doctor or whatever occupation or science, whoever, or just a truck driver, transfer it into the property, the land, and have other people work it with you. Be agrarian. Be in an agrarian way of life. That is the future security. It is the best place to be. One man told me he was worth $500 million. He said, be in the food chain. 1929, people still had to eat. So for Homeland Security, for you, the place to be is in the food chain. Be independent of the food chain that's been built up by the industrial age, the corporate farming, the chemical farming. And that's not to condemn even chemicals with that, which everybody does today. Even the Amish, when they buy land, they'll use chemicals to bring things under control. So you don't have to be pharisaical about everything. You need to look at everything with reason. It's not the love of what you're doing. It's the love of God and how he takes care of your needs. These are forgotten principles. These are what our lady says. Jesus Christ is a light of common sense. And people can't arrive at that point. The people on the plane yesterday behind me couldn't arrive at the point of common sense. The stuff that they were talking about was stupid. So stupid. Well, the future is going to be this and movie making. And all. They don't even know where we're headed. It was a sickening conversation I was listening to. 
I just got up in the bin over here and put my Bible out and just started reading. It's nauseating. How can people be so blind? And even worse still, how can Medjugorje people be so blind that they still look the way they're going, walking and talking the way, not changing the way? The prophetic nature of our latest messages is for the present, not for the future. You know about the secrets because she wants you to be shaken up to realize, get awake, look at the signs, and act accordingly. So if you want to store your labor, and again, human labor is the only way to create wealth. You say, well, what if I work in an office that just pushes paper? Well, you're a surrogate on somebody's labor. There may be a coal mine company mining coal out there. But if that coal is really not worth anything in the ground, the labor that extracts it. Well, you said I did it with a tractor. Well, somebody built the tractor. You said, well, that's still on the assembly line. Well, where did the steel to make the tractor come from? From the earth. None of this was here. Even synthetic stuff was not here 500 years ago or before the Industrial Revolution. Everything is from the soil. And you'll be surprised the gratification, the consolation of what this life will bring you. And don't think, oh, it's hard and arduous. Yes, people are buying the farms in 1929 because they overfarmed things. The dust bowl. They were reckless. They wasn't looking at how God intended. The Amish have the good principle with this. They're content with growing 40 bushels of corn an acre, while the commercial farm across the street is growing 200, 150, 125 bushels an acre. Who's over-extracting? They know to keep in the balance of nature, not to overdo it. The other can turn into a dust bowl. But if you're working your soil the proper way, you're doing it within what nature produces, because it's going to produce way more you can do. The other is just to make hordes of more money. People can say, well, I feel condemned because we have a lot of big farmers doing thousands of acres. You know, we've gone into that, but we still have to look at what we're, we're headed in the future. What will it be the future like? And, and act accordingly. I don't mean as a surgeon, you've got to quit being a surgeon, but you need to be transferring your creative wealth, what you're doing, into a system where your food chain is your food chain. Be ready, my children. So the best way to be ready is to act on what you can act on today. Make those decisions with see prophetically is coming in the future. And by making those decisions, store your wealth, store your labor in something that you know will be there that you can use later. The best way to store your wealth is in a pig, a garden, a tractor. A tractor is a negative store of wealth because it depreciates. It goes down in value. A car is a very negative store of wealth. The minute you buy it, you start losing the labor you put into it. You don't have the same worth for it. These are side things. These are not positive things of wealth. You put it in land, you can always do that. You can always use that. You build a lake above the stream and you have to pump electrically into it. It's a negative. You get positive benefits from that, but it's not completely in harmony with nature. If you can re-divert the stream to fill your lake and you invest in that, that holds value 40 years from now. You don't have to touch it because nature is doing all the work. Think differently. Look at your situation and put your wealth, transfer it, store it, and whatever you have to do now, because you can't go get a pig today, say, I'm going to run to the market and give me a pig and put it in the backyard. But what you can do today is what we set this up for, which is the miraculous metal magic around. Store your labor in it, and that labor will be there a year from now. Not the dollar, not somewhere else. 
I read an article, we could go saying people are taking their money out of the stock markets, they're doing this, and they're just putting in cash. Insane. Total insane. You put a half a million dollars or $100,000 in dollars today, what's it going to be worth later? Just even a month from now, it's losing every day a lot of value. You put it in the miraculous metal square around, it holds its value. Not only does it hold its value, it's got value with the economy of salvation for salvation of souls. If you're going to have what you store, your labor, would you not want your labor to be bring people to God? That's the genius of this thing. It serves a purpose on the earth, and it serves a purpose eternally. You save $10,000 of your labor stored in the dollars. This time next year is $8,000. You put it in something that's an intrinsic value, which is gold or silver, and we recommend silver because that's the working man's exchange, the gentleman's exchange. It's not only going to hold its value, it's going to go up with inflation. When people realize that the dollar has no value in itself, that the only intrinsic value they can store their labor, a wealth that they've worked for in the past from their labor, is into silver or gold again, then people run to that, especially they run to silver. They're running to gold, but there's still, there's not enough people to understand really the intrinsic value side of this, besides the listeners' metronomics, which we, again, have moved 1.3 million ounces of this just in the last 12 months, making it 1% of all rounds sold throughout the world. So I say this only in the fact that when people wake up, and they go into a panic, where are they going to run to put their money into if they've got extra money or if they can't get rid of it? They want to get rid of it. What happened in hyperinflation is people run to put their money in something that has some tangible value. And make it be a gallon of milk. It goes in the morning from $5 to $10 to $50 by the end of the day. That's what happens in hyperinflation. So they run to put it in stereo anything, which would be stupid, but people won't have enough knowledge and wisdom to realize what value is that going to be. But they want to put it in something tangible, a car, whatever. So, because it's fall so quickly. Now, even if it's not inflation, we've already had experts that we've quoted on the air here that say we're looking at 20, 30, 40, 50%, 100% inflation in the next year's coming. That's the case. Even that, even though it won't be the one day inflation where everything falls apart, those things people are going to look to put their money into something of value. So, it's ludicrous for the thoughtful person to hear what I just said at the beginning of this program that you don't. Take your funds and do something logical with it completely and don't graduate into it. Just do it. We've had field angels that just take $100,000, all the money they had, just did it. And again, it's still transitional because you want to be in the food chain. That's You want to have something that at least preserves it temporarily till you can get into that or start making your moves toward that. Whatever you have to do, whether you're trying to build a company or whether you're trying to do these things, get to where you need to get to as quickly as possible. What you can put in something of intrinsic value to store your labor is utmost critical for the future. So that was a friend of Medjugorje, September the 22nd, 2011. Before he closes in just a minute, to take what a friend of Medjugorje has said already today and store your labor into something which will have intrinsic value. You can contact Century Silver Exchange for the miraculous metal Medjugorje Silver Round. This is the one-ounce silver piece which a friend of Medjugorje designed for the dual purpose of storing your wealth into something with intrinsic value and also for the purpose of conversion. You can reach Century Silver Exchange toll-free at 877-936-7686. Again, that number is 877 877- 
936-736-7686. You can also send a message to info at centurysilver.com. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays income on its earnings. If there is any income left over at year-end, it may make a dividend distribution to Caritas to further its mission efforts. And so to conclude, here is a friend of Medjugorje, September the 22nd, 2011. Don't think, okay, well, this just sounds like it's just secular talk. No, this is Our Lady who said, read Matthew 6 every Thursday. God's people, following Our Lady, minds are not to be darkened. And money powers things. Money powers the church. Love of money depowers it. And so we lose power. It's not the money. It's not the silver. It's what you do with it. And if you're going to do this, we've got to do a purpose of a conversion with it. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.